I always find it interesting that one of the great Easter hymns of celebration is based on the Old Testament lesson today from the book of Job. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we gather to celebrate so many things this year, but especially we gather to celebrate the gift of your Son, our, Jesus, our Savior Jesus, who, who died for each and every one of us. A Savior whom you raised from the dead. Help us always again to remember and to rejoice and to live and to share the message of, of the cross and of, and of the empty tomb. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Christ is risen. That greeting has been used for many, many years throughout Christianity and around the world to remind us of the events of this day in light of what happened three days earlier on that Friday where Jesus was crucified to death on a cross so that we might be washed clean with his very blood and declared holy and righteous. It is on the Sabbath, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, our gospel tells us that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And really, as we look at all four gospels, they are uh, two of, of many of the women who came to, to anoint Jesus' body for a proper burial because what they had done on that Friday with Passover looming over their heads in the Sabbath day is they just kind of prepared him real quickly and laid him in the tomb. So they're going back to do a, a more proper job, if you will. And, and the text tells us, Behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came back uh, and rolled back the stone and sat on it. And of course, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rises and goes forth from the tomb. The text says, The angel's appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. So frightened that they fainted and didn't get to see the rest of it. And the text later tells us that when they, when they finally woke up, they ran and they went not to, to Pilate, who was technically their boss, but they ran to the chief priests hoping perhaps that somehow the chief priest could intervene and save their lives. Because to fall asleep on guard duty for a Roman soldier carried the severe penalty of death. It's interesting today that so many run in so many different directions in this world, trying to find every means possible to avoid death. And they forget, or they refuse to believe, that the answer is a cross and an empty tomb. As the angel sits on the stone to instruct the women, he reminds them of the words of Jesus, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus 
who was crucified, he is not here, for he has risen, as he said. We hope. We hope that they recall the words of the Master as he was teaching them prior to his death and resurrection, as he was reminding them that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be crucified. And on the third day rise. We hope they remember his words. But if they're like we are at times, we forget the words that Jesus says. Or maybe if we remember them, we don't really want to we don't really want to take them to heart. Even the disciples chafed against some of the words that Jesus was saying. As he's saying these things, remember Peter himself says, Lord, I'm not going to let that happen to you. And we all know what happened to Peter. Denied the Lord three times before the rooster crowed. Sometimes our hearts are filled with great intentions. But living them out. Living our faith out in this world is sometimes a great struggle. And certainly in this last year, it's been a struggle. And yet, as we gather here today, we have so many things to celebrate, and I'll tell you about some of them later. But the fact is, we're here in person this year. And that's a tremendous celebration. Sometimes we have, in the past, taken our worship for granted. But if anything, this last year has taught us is that worship is precious invaluable and that we hunger and thirst for it and being apart from one another not having our fellowship opportunities it's hurt and yet here we are resilient as God's people rejoicing that our Christ has not changed in the last year that his words of hope and strength and comfort and peace still remain and they still belong to us. Come and see, the angel says, come and see the place where he lay. This isn't a place of death, as so many suppose, but a place of life. It's an empty tomb. And i got to be honest with you. It's sometimes during this past year, this place on a Sunday morning felt like an empty tomb. I didn't even have cardboard cutouts to preach to. I just imagined where you all sit, because you're all creatures of habit. But preaching to an empty tomb, it's a challenge. And yet as empty as this building was, there was a sense of life in the body of Christ. They remained resilient, caring for each other, reaching out with the love of Christ, and doing the work of the gospel, taking care of one another, and meeting each other's needs. We thank the Lord for his body of believers that gathers and worships in this place, together and online. What a tremendous blessing God has given to us to bind our hearts and our lives together in Christian love in the words of promise and hope and faith. Come and see, not an empty tomb, but a living, breathing body of Christ here and even around the world. Go quickly. 
Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. It's a way for the angel to say, I have done my duty. I have done my task. I have delivered the message to you. Now go and tell. Wonderful words. Reminds me of the words of the hymn, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Usually we sing that at Christmas time that Jesus Christ is born. But here is, go and tell the good news that Christ is risen from the dead. That death has no hold over him. And that because he is risen, we too have life eternal. Not just life in this world, but life forever with him. And as the ladies, the women, are going from the tomb to find the disciples, and again, there's more than one, there's two or three, and maybe more. But they all go because, you see, under Jewish law, it took at least two and usually three witnesses to testify to the truth. And so they go. And they're going to tell the disciples, but on the way, they are interrupted because, you see, Jesus meets them on the road. The text here tells us that Jesus starts out with the simple word, greetings. And it says they came and took hold of his feet and worshipped him, and then he says, do not be afraid. In my mind, those should kind of be turned around. Shouldn't the first words of Jesus be, don't be afraid? I've always kind of wondered, when we go to tell to the to people in this world, and to bear witness uh, to them of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we're sharing that good news, if somehow our first words to them should be, don't be afraid. Because so many people in our world are afraid of Jesus. And that's the fear that the devil works into our hearts and our minds. We're afraid that somehow if we believe, it's going to change our life and, and we're not going to have a whole lot of fun. Because you know, Christians don't have any fun. If people say that they've never been here on a bunco night. Which, by the way, we also haven't had for the last year. They haven't been here for a fellowship meal. They haven't been here to hear the music in a worship service and the great joy that that brings. So many people have the wrong image and the wrong idea of what it means to be a Christian. Do you know what it means to be a Christian? It means to be real to people. To let them see our hurts and our struggles and our pains and our sorrows, but also to let them see our joys and the hope that we have. Not just for this world, but, but for everlasting life. To let them know that we have a Savior who when we fail miserably in this world and disappoint him so greatly, still lifts us up and reminds us that he died for us and rose again because he loves us and he will never stop loving us. Greetings. Don't be afraid. Go and tell. Take those words to heart because so many times we are afraid to tell. We're afraid to tell people that we are believers in Jesus Christ that somehow we too might have to be mocked. And that we might suffer a little bit. But remind yourself from the word of God that we're called to take up the cross daily and to follow him. And with that cross sometimes indeed comes the attacks from the world. 
But Jesus reminds us in his own teaching from the Beatitudes and from the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. Don't be afraid of what the world can do to you. Rather rejoice in what Christ has done for you. Go and tell. Don't be afraid to share the good news of the gospel. Go and tell. Tell the news of the cross and an empty tomb. Tell others of the hope that you have, not just for this world, but for everlasting life. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Let us go forth this day and every day in our lives and proclaim the name of the Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. I invite you this time to stand as you are able and to join with me in confessing our Christian faith in the ancient words of the Nicene Creed. join together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, let me go to one microphone here, we would normally receive our tithes and our offerings to the Lord, but again, during COVID, uh, we have to do things in a different way, so the offering plates are in the narthex as you came in, or as you leave today after Holy Communion, there's another one by the side door. Uh, again, if you don't bring your offerings in person, that's okay. There's still four other ways in which you can give and support the mission and ministry here at Christ Lutheran Church and School. Uh, you can uh, go to our website, add to the giving page. You can mail them into the church office. You can use the bill pay from your financial institution, or you can use the give plus apps on mobile devices. Um, want to thank all of you for continuing to support the mission and ministry of Christ Lutheran. A reminder to those of you worshiping online with us, uh, please support the mission and ministries in your area. Uh, I, wanna, I mentioned during the sermon that I wanted to share some other celebrations with you because sometimes, especially during this time of COVID, we're not always able to communi communicate 
everything we would like to communicate to you. So even during this time of COVID, the, the work at our mission, God Cares About You, has still continued. We've still been providing clothes and food and serving meals, although they're being passed through a fence. Um, Bible studies are still being hosted, uh, socially distanced and spread out, and we're still touching hundreds of lives uh, in the international so zone each and every month with Christ's love and with the word. I have to tell you, on Good Friday, once again this year, uh, the crosswalk was done from, from the mission all the way down Central Avenue to San Mateo and back. What a great witness as, as people from the mission carried that cross on that journey. And so a, a witness and a testimony to the love uh, that we have in Jesus Christ and working in the lives of people who are sometimes very desperate. And so thanks to all of you who have worked at the mission, who have donated to support the work there, who have brought your clothes as you've cleaned out your closets and all of those types of things, um, please continue to do that and to support the mission. Our capital campaign that everybody said we were foolish to start during the time of COVID uh, because you can't really do a capital campaign when you can't deal with people face to face. Well, we did it anyway. Don't tell us we can't do something because we're going to try it anyway. We had a $200,000 goal and we're nearly there. We still need some support to reach that goal, um, but that, that, uh, that support that we already have includes both pledges and non-pledged contributions. And because of that, uh, we've also completed our, our roof repairs on this building and the school building and some on the parish hall as well. Uh, that cost us a little bit more than we thought was going to, $160,000 or so ballpark. Uh, and so we still need some funds to uh, complete uh, the other part of that capital campaign, which was to refund some of our endowment funds so that uh, we can replenish some of what we borrowed. Now, I've got to tell you that where are we at? Year one of our, our $150,000 interest-free loan for the first year uh, from LCF is nearly at an end, so we're going to make a, a, uh, a sizable lump payment towards the principal at the end of this month. We haven't decided yet how much that will be. It depends on how much you all give. Hint. Uh, and then uh, we move into the second year of that loan, which uh, is where interest starts to accumulate on the loan. And so our goal is to have that paid off at the end uh, of the second year here. So uh, as you are faithful in, in your pledges and in your contributions, uh, we in turn can take care of that. And we thank God that he, he worked in the lives of his people even during a time of COVID to, to accomplish all of that. Uh, now uh, on a little bit more to actual stewardship. We are actually close this year after a year of COVID to meeting our contributions for offerings at the same level as the year prior to COVID. That's an amazing thing uh, that you have accomplished as God's people. Uh, so many churches out there are struggling uh, at this time to stay alive because of, of a lack of, of support. And so I want to just say kudos to all of you, those worshiping at home and those here, for continuing to support God's ministry here. Uh, the volunteers uh, that goes on around here, even during times of COVID, has been uh, amazing. Uh, our in-person worship attendance continues to get stronger and to grow, and I think this is probably the the most we've had and since we um, became that empty tomb, if you will. 
Uh, and, and so our online worship attendance continues to reach on an average of 50 viewing units each Sunday. And that's the average for the first three months of this year. Now, what does that mean? We have no clue. No clue how many people are in those viewing units. Because that's like one household. So it could be one person or it could be 20 if you're having a worship party. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? So we, we don't really know. We just know 50 viewing units. And if you take the, you know, what is it, 2.5 people per family average or something in this country, that's, that's a lot of people worshiping online. And not only in this country, but, but in uh, several other countries around the world. So uh, that's really cool. And, and so we thank the Lord again for giving us the opportunity. And I want to just publicly acknowledge right now uh, Phil Pelsman and Avery Pelsman for the terrific job they have done in, in our video webcast. Thank you so much. Phil will probably get even with me later. But I'm getting even well, with him for that one slide he did during Stinking Harry a couple of months ago. So uh, let's talk about our school. Our school, uh, amazing what God has done in this year of COVID. They've, we've remained open for the entire school year thus far, except for the three weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Open and in person. Our K through eight enrollment increased during the year to a current 150 students. We were only expecting about 130. An amazing thing that people have found us and have enrolled their children uh, for that in-person learning. Uh, unfortunately, our preschool enrollment was significantly uh, lower this year due to, I think, a, a fears concerning COVID. But that's coming back, and, and we appreciate that. Our enrollment projected for next year uh, with the current leads that we have and, and students in process is 163. Phenomenal. And I will tell you, our teachers, and I'll talk about them in a little bit, have done such a tremendous job in educating the kids this year that all of those families who fled to us from unnamed other schools are staying. That's incredible, so kudos to that. Uh, our families have been very cooperative and supported uh, through all of this, and they have been advocates of our school to others, spreading the news to family and friends and neighbors and helping our school to grow. And finally, as I mentioned, our terrific staff. They have been absolutely incredible. They've adapted to new situations and teaching in different places and rooms. As you can see when you came in this morning, second grade has been in our narthex for, well, since last fall. Uh, that's a hard thing to do is to change teaching environments. And, and not only that, some classes had to be split into two rooms to, to meet the social distancing requirements. And, and the whole idea of accepting new students in wherever they might be in their, uh, their educational capabilities bringing them in and using the new technologies and keeping their classrooms clean and sanitizing and, and reminding students to wear masks and wash their hands time and time again. And you've got to give credit to our students, too. They also have done an incredible job. I would like to take just a moment to thank all of our students, our teachers, our staff. <laughs> and staff. 
And it's not just our teaching staff that deserves lots of thanks. It's the administrative part of the school. They're, they have done a terrific job. Our custodians have done a wonderful job keeping everything sanitized and clean, including the sanctuary even during this time. And so uh, the times have been challenging, but God's people have risen to the task, and God has blessed us in, in ways that we couldn't even imagine before we entered into this COVID situation. And so uh, praise and thanks to the Lord, and we celebrate his goodness to us. So on this Easter Sunday, thought it was so appropriate to share a little bit with you in those things during our time of offering, because sometimes we give our offerings and we don't really understand what God is accomplishing with them. And I think our eyes have been opened very much in, in this year to see some of the, the, the uh, great things that he has done. And so to God be the glory, great things he has done. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. Amen. And Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the celebrations that we have uh, of a cross, an empty tomb, and the way that you have worked among us in word and in spirit and in action and indeed through this last year. And we continue to pray that you, you would use us all in our mission and ministry here at Christ Lutheran to touch the lives of people here and even around the world. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate you this day. In Jesus' name, amen.